This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Bucknutters. It is Thursday, June 2nd, 2022. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. Joint on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube as we go live with the Dean of Ohio State Recruiting, Bill Kerlick, and the Guru of Scouting Ohio, Mark Porter. If you are on any of those platforms, give us our likes, subscribe, do all that stuff that keeps us in business. If you are listening to the podcast, Give us a five-star review. Today is going to be about new names. June 2nd means June has already started. June 1st begins camp season. Seven guys came to Columbus yesterday without an offer from Ohio State and left with one. We're going to meet them all today, and we're also going to go over some of the guys who are at camp and already have an offer. Gentlemen, how are you this fine morning? Very good. Doing well. And and as somebody posted on the front row this morning, Mark, you got a lot of new offer evaluations to do. Yes, we do. And usually we can get ahead of those. I will tell you, and I said this before we took the air today, I have not, I can't remember. Now, it may have happened before, and Bill can date me on this. I can't remember a camp, especially a June 1st camp where seven offers went out and that many in-state went out so let's break it down bill take it any way you want it i know that guys broke down by class and by position let's go over each of the new offers and then uh, both you guys were there yesterday so you got a chance to see them and we can evaluate as we go bill well let's kind of let's let's go chronologically uh starting with the morning camp there were a couple new offers there one of them was Jalen Thompson, a 2023 defensive lineman edge guy from uh, Detroit Cast Tech. And the other was a 2024 from Cincinnati Taft High School, that being Elias Rudolph, uh, definitely an edge guy. And those were the two first two known offers. They came, as I mentioned, from the morning camp. Uh, you know, Thompson's a guy that I think a lot of people have or had going to Michigan State. He's got an offer from Michigan State. He's got an offer from Michigan and some others. Uh, but I think Ohio State is now uh, definitely throwing their hat into the ring. Um, in the case of uh, Rudolph, you know, he, really, really thin, thin kid. He's going to have to put on a lot of weight, but physically – uh, other than the weight, he's got some great attributes. Um, 
it's just going to matter if he's got to get bigger and stronger. And, and, you know, you can do that with kids, as Mark, of course, knows. It's kind of hard to uh, do a whole lot with athleticism, and, and he's already got that. Um, so those were the two morning offers. And I'll, before we get to the afternoon offers, I'll throw it back to you guys. Mark, uh, he was skinny, and he worked out without his shirt on. So he's not worried about it, but he does have that. I don't know what you would call it. The the best football coach I ever uh, covered used to call it Favre. And uh, it just means he's got that extra little juice to put those guys in context for us with maybe what you expected. Yeah. Um, we'll start with uh, Elias Rudolph at Taft. Obviously saw him during the season and Bill's right. He, uh, when you first see him, he's long and skinny and I almost want to use the term basketball fit. A lot of those basketball players that run up and down the court forever, they get rid of all the extra weight and that's, Pretty much what he looks like. I don't think there's an ounce of fat on the kid. Um, he almost looked like Tyvis Powell, uh, the safety from uh, Bedford that played at Ohio State. That's how thin he is, that 6'5 long frame. So as you watch him go through drills, that's the first thing you pick out. Goes the one-on-ones, and someone plugs electricity into his legs, and you see why he's so special and has the offer list he does. He comes out of the blocks like someone has hit him with a cattle prodder, and he's by the offensive tackle immediately. Um, the adding weight is no problem. He's probably 220, 230 right now. Um, he could probably put on a ton more weight as that frame builds and he starts doing the, the protein shakes and the 6,000 calories a day, as they say, once they get to college. Uh, his body will change over. May take him a little while to, you know, redshirt year or something, but, boy, the, the Jets in his shoes coming out of the blocks. He ran around guys that couldn't even touch him as offensive linemen. Uh, the other uh, defensive end from Cast Tech, we noticed him at the Under Armour Combine this uh, spring. Uh, when I was breaking down offensive linemen, yeah, I went back to my Under Armour breakdown. I said the best defensive end here is Jalen Holmes. And I wasn't scouting Jalen Holmes at that time, but he was the guy who was doing the most damage to the offensive linemen there. Jalen Thompson. Oh, Jalen Thompson. Jalen Holmes already working on his second home and second contract, I believe, with the Vikings. These out-of-state guys will, will trip me up every now and then. That's why we have you guys here. But – he did it at Under Armour, and again at Ohio State, he was the featured performer. He has more weight than Elias Rudolph. He looked a little more thicker, like he's been in the weight room longer. Uh, definitely had a repertoire of moves he could use, whether he was going inside or outside, so he had more polish. Uh, he was definitely the guy there that looked like he had the most seniority and the guy that uh, felt the most comfortable taking reps. I think he was the leader of that group for sure. Both legit offers in your mind? Oh, yeah, I think they're both committable offers, I think, either one of them. And I think if you're an out-of-state defensive end, shots fired. Get on board because Ohio State has a couple guys in the home state that, hey, you know, we'll take these guys if you guys aren't getting on board out-of-state. And Ohio State's desperately trying to get more Ohio guys on that roster. Bill, do you get the vibe on both those guys that once they got – and this is not an uncommon thing, and I guess we can just address this as we go, that once they got the Ohio State offer, the Buckeyes have pulled into the lead group. I think they're definitely a top contender for each one of these kids. Uh, Jalen Thompson was pretty excited about that offer. Uh, He talked about it. Uh, He had to leave camp. He didn't stick around the rest of the day. He and uh, I believe it was one of his coaches came down, and they had to get back to Detroit. So he did not stick around, you know, and do a tour all all afternoon and all that kind of stuff. But he was excited. Uh, In the case of Elias Rudolph, I you know, I had known going, known going in that he was really hoping to get that offer. 
uh, on on Wednesday, and and that it happened indeed. So yeah, uh, you know they're they're both uh, kids that. Uh, in the case of Rudolph, I'd probably be a little more surprised if he didn't end up at Ohio State. In the case of Thompson, wouldn't be surprised at all if he ended up at Ohio State. You know, the crystal ball, I believe, I, I checked it yesterday, was Michigan State for him. Well, that, you know, that, uh, Ohio State is definitely in the mix now. Five we guys. Probably, Go ahead. We should probably mention uh, the, the ninth grader from Georgia, who was also electric in those drills, and uh, Austintown Fitch, Brian Robinson. Uh, he's got a big offer list as a sophomore. He stood out there, obviously. I know that's a name we're going to have to talk about over the next year or so. And the, the kid from Georgia, Tyler Atkinson, oh, my goodness. Um, he, he too, is is pretty thin. He's six foot two, uh, long, long considering he's a six foot two eighth grader, um, offered as an eighth grader uh, because he was offered, I think back, uh, mid to early May by Ohio state while he was still in eighth grade and yikes, I mean, he's going to be a beast. Um, I think that was one of those, uh, eighth grade offers that they said, you have an offer, but it's not committable till you get to camp. And I think now it's committable. Yeah. He, uh, I think what he did, I think there's take him if you want him. Yeah, there was uh, more than a few people, including a, a coach or two, standing around talking about, oh, my gosh, what, what feet this kid has, and so on and so forth. He, he actually did a pass rush move where it was almost like the Matrix. He, like, moved his body to the side around the guy's hands, and the, the offensive lineman literally came up with air. You know, it was really impressive for such a young kid. I, I don't think I've seen that much polish on a young kid in a long time. By the way, he's not even remotely close to making a college choice or knowing where he wants to go. I talked to him quite a bit. I talked to him a decent amount before camp, talked to him quite a bit afterwards. And uh, I think at one point I, I said, you know, give, give me a few schools that at least might start standing out a little bit. He said, not there yet. Names from the afternoon, Bill? What's that? Okay. Oh, the afternoon kids. Okay. Yeah. And you know, the, uh, probably the biggest offer in some ways was that they offered a 2023 quarterback. Uh, there was two quarterbacks working out inside. They worked out for Ryan day and Corey Dennis. And um, they're both 2023 kids. They're both committed elsewhere. Uh, one of them is Austin Novasad. He is from dripping Springs, Texas, and he's committed to Baylor. Uh, the other being Jack's Leatherwood from San Diego, California, and he is committed to Nevada. Um, uh, Leatherwood is all I would, all of six foot six, I'd say. He is a long kid. Um, in the case of Novasad, he's about six two, six three. Um, you know, watching the guys, and Mark and I talked about this, you know, if you're a six foot six kid and, and not, uh, um, the most in the pocket, you know, you better, you better be an absolute gunslinger. Um, you know, and he's a good, he throws the ball well, but looking at things, I, I really, and Mark and I talked about this. I felt like the guy that was going to get the offer um, was the kid from Texas, Novasad, And that's exactly what happened. He got the offer. Um, definitely excited about it. We had a story on Bucknuts where, really pretty quickly uh, with quotes from him about that offer and so on. 
And, and right now it's, it's, it's kind of thinking process. Does he go ahead and, and make an official visit to Ohio state or not? He doesn't know right now. And, you know, I don't know. I'm not a Baylor guru. I don't know what their uh, um, process is on that, how they feel about that. And maybe he doesn't even know yet, but he's got some thinking to do. And he is, you know, thinking at this point, will he make an official visit to Ohio state? Well, I think this, if Ohio state had a quarterback committed to them and he was still camping elsewhere, I would not feel good about it regardless of where he went. What'd you think of him, Mark? Yeah, I thought uh, when you go into that personal workout for day, all the other quarterbacks are outside and you get picked to stay inside. That's a high-pressure situation. I thought they both handled it well, but Bill alluded to it. The bigger, taller guy just didn't drive the ball the way we thought he might look at him in the pre-thing. And then when I thought they both went outside, I thought when they were throwing to receivers, the Baylor kid looked much better, looked much smoother, looks like a better athlete. Uh, And I thought Bill had it correctly halfway through the day that that's the kid that would be offered. Uh, but it's almost like you're recruiting a gap year. You have a quarterback behind you. You have a quarterback in front of you. Who do we get to fill in this gap year? And you're going to committed quarterbacks other places. Yeah, Bill, what do you make of that? Obviously, 2023, we've discussed ad nauseum what's going to happen here because, you know, if they got they have Rayola in 24, a lot of people believe they even have Monk, uh, Ryan Montgomery the year after that. Do you think this kid's really going to consider Ohio State? I think he's considering, yeah. I, uh, which way it's going to go, I don't know right now. The kid doesn't even know right now. Um, you know, he, he's, he's just got to consider all the options. And what if Baylor tells him you can't visit, make an official visit elsewhere? What do you do then? And I'm not saying they're going to tell him that, but what if they do? You know, what, what decision do you have to make then? So we'll see. You know, I, I, I told uh, Austin I'll, I'll check back with you next week and kind of see where you're at on things, give him the weekend to think about things. Bill, I'm always partial to at least Springfield, Dayton. Uh, you don't always see this happen. The Ohio State has gone classes without coming up here. Not This will not be one. A defensive back got the nod. Aaron Scott uh, from Springfield. I went down to a game early in the season of his, and I'm not, I don't think at that point he had an offer. But um, uh, Coach Douglas there, told me this kid is the real, the real deal. He's my next great one. He said, you got, you know, you got to come down and see him. And I did. And I came away impressed. He played well. He, he basically shut down the other team's top receiver that night. Um, He's really good man to man. Um, He he was playing with like almost a club on his arm yesterday, his hand, but he had an injury uh, couldn't bat down passes, but he was still covering guys really, really well. And I'm a little partial to Aaron Scott because I saw him so early when he had no offer. I kind of watched his offer list blow up. It's all, I think it's around 16 or 17 now. And uh, I really like that offer because I think he is an outstanding cover guy. And he's, he's six foot one, too. And he's only a sophomore, junior to be. Mark, they've had a lot of success getting guys at corner from in-state, but recently I feel like they've been more towards the, you know, out getting guys from out West. They got Burke, Arizona. They got some guys from Florida. Do you think Scott matches up those guys physically? Yeah, he does. And, you know, coach Douglas was an NFL defensive back. He knows what he's doing, training defensive backs. His son is a defensive back that went to Kentucky. Uh, 
when I saw him, I thought the same thing. Long corner, would he be a safety or a corner because he was so long? Because he is a physical player, too. But he's an all-around kind of type of player on uh, film. Uh, college coaches coming out of Springfield all raved about the workouts they saw there. And again, I think Ohio State, being the, the big guy in the room, says when you come and work out on our campuses, when you get the offer, not when you're working out your high school. But a lot of other schools fired off of the high school workouts. Uh, I think in-state, he might be the top corner, and he's going to give uh, Bryce West a run for it here this year. Both those guys, you land two guys like that in the same class, that, that's unbelievable for Ohio because we're not really known, like you're saying, to the defensive backs. Yeah, I was going to say, those are early offers. Um, I don't remember the guys – coming through here Reese. I mean, the Lattimore's of the world, sure, Denzel Ward, but I don't remember anyone else getting an offer that early. So, interesting. Bill, some more names? Uh, well, we had uh, Jermaine Matthews, another Ohio kid, Cincinnati. Um, he's a 2023 kid. I liked how he was physical yesterday. Um, you know, I think he's a solid guy there. And um, it's going to be interesting what happens with him now. I think um, – if I'm not mistaken, I believe the crystal ball before the Ohio State offer had him going to Cincinnati. And before anybody laughs about how could anybody consider Cincinnati over Ohio State, I'll bring up one guy, two words, Sauce Gardner. And that's what Cincinnati's throwing at these guys now. Hey, we just developed Sauce Gardner. So, you know, it's something to consider. Um and he is has been considering that Cincinnati offer. Now, uh, Pat had talked to him yesterday, Pat Murphy, and we had the whole crew pretty much at Bucknuts out on the field yesterday. But besides Mark and I, we had uh, Patrick Murphy was there the whole day, and Steve Hellwagon was there. So uh, Patrick Murphy uh, went ahead and did the story on him, and the, the kid certainly sounds like he wants to be a Buckeye from what he told Pat. Your thoughts, Mark? <clears throat> Yeah, you know, he had probably the biggest offer list in Ohio. And when people, we had these conversations before, who would be the next uh, player in Ohio that maybe could get an offer? Jermaine Matthews was the top of the list. You know, Cameron Calhoun's at his school, and he has he's committed to West Virginia. So you had a pairing of corners at Wynton Woods. That doesn't make sense while they're in the state championship game, an Ohio State corner, West Virginia corner. But everyone had told me Jermaine Matthews was a cut above the, uh, the other kid, Calhoun. And so I'd kind of been waiting to see if Ohio State would get on board, knowing that, you know, we're looking for another kid in Ohio to offer in 2023. And, of course, he came to camp and balled out. Uh, again, he has good size, too. I don't think if these guys were smaller corners, Ohio State would take him. They're six-footers, just like Aaron Scott, 6'1". Uh, it fits the mold of what they've – of what we're seeing in the out-of-state corners I've broken down for offer evaluations. Cameron Calhoun is going to fit in with that bunch of corners when you see him on tape. And, of course, you know, we'll be breaking him probably sooner, down sooner than later. Round it off for us, Bill. I think we're down to two names, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. uh, as far as the offers. Uh, Garrett Stover, safety out of Sunbury Big Walnut, just up the road from where I live. And um, then uh, going farther away, quite a decent amount farther away, Maybe a little bit of a surprise offer in some ways. A uh, kid from Indiana, wide receiver, 2024, Mylon uh, Graham. And that was his first offer yesterday. Good how way to often, start. Yeah. How often does Ohio State become the first offer for, you know, a, a kid from Indiana? that And a wide know, receiver at that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, most of the 
thinking was going into things that the big name wide receiver, there's three names. And I brought this up in my article this morning about uh, the wrap up of the camp and the buzz and everything. There were three names to keep an eye on yesterday, wide receiver wise. Uh, in the big name was a five-star guy, Bronte Johnson. He also from his Indian, from Indiana, Bronte Johnson. And um, looked good, but the kid that they offered was was Mylon Graham. And then the other kid that um, that they definitely were watching yesterday was Jeray Hawkins out of West Virginia. Really talented kid. It's just that uh, you know he's five foot nine, and you know how many five foot nine guys do you see excelling at Ohio State? That's not impossible, but it's not an easy road to hoe. So uh, Mylon Graham getting the offer was was interesting. I thought to say the least, but the kid, kid, kid performed well yesterday. Um, the other, and the final offer that I already mentioned was Garrett Stover. He is the cousin of Cade Stover. I talked to Cade yesterday as camp was just beginning, and I talked to Cade's aunt, who, of course, would be the mother of Garrett Stover, and, and they were definitely pulling. They were watching, hoping that the, that Garrett was going to get the offer, and lo and behold, that happened. And if you saw the picture that I posted on um, uh, our camp thread yesterday with uh, Garrett Stover uh, with his shirt off, uh, the, the word I used to describe it, I think is pretty accurate, ripped. Uh-huh. Uh, that's a big family. Believe it or not, one of their other cousins is going to be starting in the backcourt with my son on the high school basketball team this year. But I digress. What'd you think, Mark? Yeah, the, the Garrett Stover is an unbelievable athlete. You know, like you said, he's an unbelievable specimen once he gets his shirt off. But he did it all for Bosumber. He was running back. He was linebacker. He was safety. I, I'm not sure what he was coming off that tape until you get him at camp and you watch him run around. And he projects down to a linebacker, but a very athletic linebacker. Uh, and I'm sure the relationship there made him feel comfortable to offer a sophomore uh, or sophomore junior to be, I should say, at this point. And then uh, the other guy we were talking about, who I just dropped my, just drew a blank on him. Oh, oh the receiver from Indiana. That's why. That's got to be the first time you've seen him, Mark. I was just going to say the reason I don't the, don't know much right. about him. He's the guy that I've seen the least. I haven't we haven't broken him down. I didn't really know anything about him. Neither does anybody. I think I watched him for five or six reps. You know, he flashed. He he gave you a little whatever, but I wasn't in the frame of mind thinking, oh, here's the Indiana receiver that's going to blow the top off this camp today. Uh, I will be back in to dig around on that film and see if the film matches up with what they got out of him on camp. But, you know, this is another one of those heartline things where if he's a two-star or three-star, watch the stars come in now. He, he seems like he should be writing for some of these uh, services because he's putting more stars on him than these other guys, that some of the writers are. Mark, we obviously cannot afford that, so don't bring that up again. Heartline would cost – Enough that it'd be me and Heartline on this podcast, and you guys. Are, yep. I don't know where every you're day. Doing. Yeah, which, but, which um, by, by I, I got to decret de, uh, digress a little bit here. Uh, talking to Cade Stover yesterday, uh, I asked him, "So, what position are you playing now for the Buckeyes, Cade?" And he said, "Whatever position that they want me to this week." And he was kind of joking. He said, "Nah." He said, "I'm a tight end, and I'm staying at tight end." And <laughs> it's kind of amazing sometimes the differences. I, I, I went and saw Cade um, many times when he was being recruited. I think starting maybe definitely his junior year, maybe his sophomore year. Uh, my daughter was uh, 
doing her student teaching at at the school that uh, that Stover was at when he was in high school. He got the you know, I got to, my daughter got to meet him. Thought thought oh what a what a nice kid and everything. He's not a kid anymore. He's mm-hmm. a growing man, and he looks every but whatever they got him listed at, he looks that size and more. He looks really really good, and he's looking to have a really good season at tight end for the Buckeyes. Yeah, hopes are definitely high. He's ferocious. Like I said, the best defensive rebounder in his class. You've I've never seen anybody box out like Cade Stover for the first quarter. And let's just say he didn't have as much battle under the rim after a few elbows kept flying and uh, he cleaned the glass well. I always said Jack Sawyer, un- the best freshman basketball player in the state at one time, the intramural team for the uh, Buckeyes. I'm not sure you want to battle him down low too much. Let's talk about Will Smith um, and talk about some, maybe whoever else you guys want to mention who was there at the camp. What interested me about Will Smith, and maybe this was well known, I just didn't catch it, as he already knows he's going to be more of a three technique and rushing from the inside, whereas I kind of thought he was going to be an edge guy. What do you guys think about that? Uh, Bill, how does that affect his recruiting? And Mark, what do you think about him as that kind of prospect? I will say this, when I saw him yesterday, his lower half and stuff, he's starting to look more like his dad. And he's kind of, you know, the term we use is brick S house, but he's definitely thickening up. So it's not as surprising, but just kind of interesting. I thought he was going to be an edge guy. And it sounds like they're going to use him as an interior rush guy. Yeah, he's a def- definitely an interior guy. And Mark and I talked about this at camp yesterday. He's a new man. He looks a whole lot different. Mark and I both saw him early in his junior season in person. Uh, we, we came away liking the kid a lot. We talked about him, uh, on buck nuts and all. He then got the Ohio state offer later on. And you can see why now, I mean, he looks like a different kid. He's bigger, he's stronger. His body is, is, is becoming, uh, what you want to see in a, in a defensive lineman. And I just think he's taller. I think he weighs more. His body looks better. And uh, Mark and I talked about this while we were watching him in camp yesterday. You, you can, you know, they, they were spot on with this offer and, and landing him. Yeah, let's rewind to his sophomore year where he was an edge player, and that's what he was doing, coming off the edge for Dublin Kaufman. He was only about 220 pounds. He almost had an outside linebacker vibe going on back then, like, oh, okay, he's not what his dad was because his dad was a thick, big guy. Uh, when we saw him uh, this spring, I mean, in the fall, what impressed me when we did the tape is he was productive in the game. He was making plays in the backfield. He was disruptive. So I liked him as a football player. And I honestly thought his body was still a little bit of a tweener. Okay. He's an outside linebacker that's got bigger. Now he's a defensive end. He's kind of in this tweener area. All that discussion is gone. The weight's there. The filling out is happening. It's a a definite three technique. He's got the explosion for inside, but he's no longer the outside edge. We saw the twitchy guys outside with Rudolph and, uh, younger guys there this is definitely a three technique and boy he put on a show in some of those pass rush moves a couple of those offensive linemen are still trying to figure out where he's at Uh, i couldn't believe the quickness and the way he slapped hands out of the way and he once he got a shoulder or an edge on a guy it was over i mean he probably put on the most impressive inside show of all the guys there because you know outside on the edge those guys were flying with rockets off the edge bill who else do we need to hear about that was at camp 
we got to we got to bring up one guy that uh, uh, if for no other reason he makes Mark Porter look short, uh, and Mark Porter's not a short guy. KJ Kotelik, he's a 2025 offensive lineman, and he's not there yet, but he's got a chance. Um, he is, you know, they list him, he's listed as 6'9". I, I looked on scoutingohio.com. Mark, you've got him listed at 6'8". And, and I took a picture of him and Mark together yesterday. Mark's six foot three, And I was guessing, looking at the picture, this kid is at least four, if not five or six inches taller than Mark. So he's somewhere, I don't know the exact height, but he's somewhere between 6'7 and 6'9". I think he's going about 285 now or so. Um, and he's got a chance. You know, he, he did some good things yesterday. Again, he's a really, really young kid. He's huge. Those kids at that age, that big, it's going to take a little time, but he's a guy to keep in mind. Mark, where is he from? And is it possible for guys to be too big? Okay. Yeah. So he's from Winford, Ohio, small school. His coach alerted me to him coming out of eighth grade. And I thought, okay, most kids that are this big at this age, look like a giant sack of potatoes. They got fat coming out of them in every different area. You know, you can barely keep it all in. That's the MO for a big kid at 14, 15 years old. He turned 15 at the end of February. So he's, you know, a 14-year-old at like 6'7", six, 6'8". Six, you know, it's, it's unbelievable. And if you look at his body, and we have a picture of him, he's linear. He's a flat-bellied kid. He doesn't have a washboard type of chest, but there's not fat on him. He, there's not like, uh, you know, that round body. It's a athletic looking tight end body dare i say okay and boy did he hold his own in there I, he already looks like storm norton and that's the uh left tackle for the san diego chargers he came out of toledo whitmer and went to toledo but as an eighth grader freshman that's what he looks like already so there's guys playing in the nfl that look like him at 14 15 years old uh very impressive some of the other guys i noticed i want to talk about is I walked out of the quarterback workout at one point because I wanted to see Tavian Galloway and Jackson McGowan, the tight ends. Everyone's been talking about Tavian Galloway. Will he be one of the next to get offered? Jackson McGowan's the tight end committed to Cincinnati. Uh, it was ironic that Gee Scott was the tight end working out with these guys and demonstrating the drills. Why? Because both of these guys are like Gee Scott. They're receiving tight ends. They can run like deers. They're they're not the blocking types coming out of high school. Uh, Jackson McGowan played receiver actually his sophomore year. And a lot of people said he'll never get over 200 pounds. He's kind of thin framed. Uh, I don't want to talk about big butts, but that kid's got a big butt all of a sudden. And he's on his way to 220, 230. And he's looking the part at tight end. I was really interested in thinking, you know, if they like what they're seeing out of Gee Scott or if Gee Scott, you know, is this move tight end and starts, you know, beating people and catching balls. Jackson McGowan's a guy they're going to go to, and same with Tavian Galloway. He's a year younger, but those two standing next to each other pretty much looked identical. You know, they, they have the thinner frames for a tight end. They're not going to remind you of Jake Ballard or an offensive lineman. They're going to remind you of Geese Scott or something like that. Uh, both of them flew through the uh, receiving drills. They were very hard to cover, very athletic, and they put them through an intense blocking workout on this, uh, the shoots. So they kind of – Kevin Wilson – Kind of got what he wanted to see out of those guys. Are they tough or whatever? If the Galloway kid at Chillicothe can block this season on film and prove he can reach nine techniques and be a man on the edge, he's looking like a heck of a prospect. But Jackson McGowan committed to Cincinnati. I'd, I'd say red alert for him, too, if they're looking for an in-state tight end. Those guys definitely shined yesterday. And I want to add, there's one other tight end 
a kid from North Carolina, uh, Vance uh, Bullyard. Uh, Kevin Wilson is working to get another tight end. I'm telling you, he spent a lot of time. He spent a lot of time with those kids yesterday. Uh, wherever Kevin Wilson was, those three kids were with him from get go. He watched them. He, you know, he evaluated them. And uh, now's the, the the time. You know, do they offer one of them a scholarship or more than one of them a scholarship? In the case of two of them. There are 2023 kids, and then Galloway's a 2024 kid. But um, uh, Kevin Wilson is very intent on adding a tight end, if he can get a great one, uh, to the the one they have for the 2023 class, that being uh, Ty Lockwood from Tennessee. So, you know, we'll see what happens. But um, if they don't end up offering one of these kids in the near future, it won't be for a lack of – evaluation and lack of work on Kevin Wilson's part because he was all over it yesterday. Yeah. Bill, uh, Mark mentioned this and we had it in the boarding house yesterday. Galloway already has a really nice offer list. Um, some of the schools you don't necessarily get up here as much. Your North Carolina's, your LSU's have already pledged for him. He does just seem to be really into the recruiting process as, as well as we follow him on social media. So his name is out there for sure. And we are going to take a quick break and then come back and take a few questions. We're already at 32 minutes. We're going to take one or two questions after a quick break so I can sell an ad. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And we are back. I'm going to ask just a few questions, Bill. Here's the obvious one. We must always do this question because we are a recruiting outfit. Who do you think? Of those at the camp yesterday that didn't get an offer, will end up getting one, Bill. Well, I think one of the tight ends is a candidate that we just talked about. I think the wide receiver, maybe that uh, we talked about earlier, or I'm sorry, yeah, the wide receiver from Indiana, 2024 kid, Bronte Johnson. He's a five star kid. Uh, High State doesn't go by those rankings, but they they do get ranked high for a reason. They've got talent. Uh, so I think he's a possibility. I, I, I think that uh, um, perhaps um, Cottle Lick down the road, I don't think that'll happen anytime soon, but he showed me enough yesterday that he could possibly get an offer down the road. Uh, and when I say down the road, I don't mean in a couple weeks. I mean in a year, two years, whatever. Yeah. Right. Go ahead, Mark. There, there's one name that we didn't talk about, Angelo McCollum out of Lewis Center, Olentangy. He was there last year, put on a show. He's a defensive tackle, probably going around 6'2". He looked to get bigger and thicker. He's really athletic and active. He, I'd, I'd throw his name into the hat down the road. He's a 2024 local kid. Uh, how about Freddie Lennox Jr. being there from Massillon? And, you know, the college coaches I was talking to had a little buzz. I don't know if he's an Ohio State guy, but he ran 4'3'7 in Massillon's pro day. And he was flying yesterday. He's a corner that's, you know, 5'9", 170, 180. And 
you know, like the, the coaches I was talking to said he's a slot corner. You know, he might not be big enough to play on the outside or maybe even be a slot receiver, but with that type of speed and Lennox being the last name and related to a, uh, a Buckeye, he was someone that people were keeping an eye on him. Jacob Harris was there from Westerville. That's the son of Josh Harris, the uh, quarterback at Bowling Green. Uh, wow. So there were a lot of interesting guys I was following. Uh, Stanley Jackson Jr. was at camp, uh, another name that Buckeye fans will you know hear from. Uh, so these guys might not be offers down the line, but as I was going around and checking on different groups, there were some of the names that were popping up people were talking about. Uh, rare error to get a Buckeye offer, and, and if seven of them already offered, I mean, how many more could have been at the camp? It'd be one of the most loaded camps in the history of Ohio State if there were 10, 12 kids that eventually get offered from this camp. Yeah, like we were saying, I don't remember a camp like yesterday, especially with the Ohio flavor to it, which was cool. All right, we're going to finish with this, Bill, and you guys can and you can pop in on this as well, Mark. We're getting all since Richard Young made the announcement that he's not going to take his official visit to Ohio State and he's going to take it to Oregon. Running back has been a major topic of conversation here, Bill. Everybody knows they already have Mark Fletcher in the mix. And they're after Justice Haynes, but there's new names popping up. Shocker, another one from Georgia just popped up. Please assess the running back situation. And then you can even get into this question from Grant Nichol, where things stand with 24, 24, top 2024 running back targets like Stacy Gage and Jarek Gibson. Well, again, you know, they've got Fletcher and, and they feel great about that. Fletcher's an outstanding back, uh, but they really would like to get another back in the class. Um, they, they would have it tops five scholarship running backs on the roster at tops, maybe four, but it tops five because you don't know who all is going to leave at any point with the transfer portal these days. But uh, the number you like is five or six. So they're on the low end at best uh, if they don't get another running back in the class of 2023 when those guys come on board. So uh, they're, they're looking right now. And I uh, had uh, an article recently about a kid from Georgia that they're looking at. Uh, but right now, I don't think there's any one guy that you could say, all right, this guy is likely to be the other back in the class. As far as the 2024 class, and there's still time, by the way, plenty of time. Heck, Ohio State is well known for being able to get in late on a kid and land him. Um, moved to 2024, Stacy Gage and Gibson, I think, were the, the guys that the questioner asked about. Yep. They are both outstanding backs, and they're both highly considering Ohio State. Uh, the mutual interest is strong with both of them, but I wouldn't go as far as to say I'm um, at all close to crystal balling either one of them right now to Ohio State. Mark, any running back in 2024 in Ohio that we should know about? Not Ohio State caliber yet. You know, uh, yeah, it, it's really a tough thing. The, the kid that people are talking about is the Samuel Dixon uh, Williams kid out of uh, West Holmes, which is Amish country. But he carried that team on his back through the playoffs. He's like a 210-pounder. He's pretty electric, but, you know, he's going to have to camp. And, you know, it'd be early to offer a kid like that at Ohio State. But he's one of the better backs in that class. And a kid out of Moeller uh, – Drawing a blank on his name right now, Bill, but he's probably got about 10 offers out of Moeller. He'll be another one that people are looking at in that class of 2024. We went even a little longer than we usually do today, and we like to go long because you cannot get better coverage of a camp than these two guys. They are humble, 
But I'm telling you, what you just got there is something that uh, college coaches across the country wish they had access to, and we are lucky to have it here at Bucknuts. We appreciate we appreciate everybody spending some time with us. Have a great day, Bucknutters. Turns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance, avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown, new season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount Plus.